never miss a minute. Download the Todd and Tyler podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. And stream the show 24-7 at TNTRadioEmpire.com. A band of drunks, whores, idiots, bastards, nymphomaniacs, and lazy thugs. All great names for football teams, as far as I'm concerned. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Think about that. I think I'd rather play for the lazy, the lazy thugs. You might not win many games, though, but you're pretty tough out there. That might be a problematic nickname. Yeah, of all of them, though, if you're the whore, yeah. nobody's going to call themselves the whore. The Wichita North <laughs> Nymphomaniacs. Nymphos, the whores. What was the other ones in there, Craig? Yeah. Hang on there. You didn't say it. Uh, a band of drunks, drunks. whores, idiots, bastards, Idiot. nymphomaniacs, oh, oh, oh. and lazy thugs. Hold it. That school that has the maniacs, they should change the names of the idiots. Yeah. <laughs> you, you said it's a mental hospital, right? Right. <laughs> I kind of like we, the bad We decided things. Maniacs or Sun PC were now the idiots. <laughs> <laughs> In honor of our uh, place that employs a lot of yeah. people. The mental hospital. Or you just be the drunks. Yep. It's a perfect name for a high school. Right. right. Well, how does it go again? I keep forgetting the uh, order. A band of drunks. Whores, idiots, bastards, nymphomaniacs, and lazy thugs. The bastards would be a great name. No, the uh, idiots would be like the junior high team. Okay. And the uh, imbeciles (laughs) would be the uh, middle school team. And the morons. And the morons are the varsity. Right. I think that's how it goes. (laughs) IQ-wise. you got to work your way up to moron. The moron is the dumbest one. The imbeciles in between. and the. uh, I can't remember that comedian's name. It was an old comedian who had that joke. You had to study real hard to become a moron. That was it. <laughs> Is this him? Yeah. All right. Cool. He's ready to go. He was going to. Michael Ian Black. Michael, did you do, did you record your uh, uh, Morning Joe interview yet? Yeah, I did. I looked great. Now I know, but I know. <laughs> of course you did. But you said since I saw that tweet, then I shared it, and I said, "Hey, you're going to be on our show." But now you just muffed your hair back up because radio. Yeah, it's radio. I, I, what do I care? <laughs> by the way, the book is called The Better Man, a mostly serious letter to my son, written by Michael Ian Black. Before we get to the book, Michael, I appreciate you on Twitter. I think you're nailing it, and uh, we follow you on Twitter, and thank you for oh, thanks. for being uh, you know just a, a dude paying attention, and I've always loved your work. Yeah. yeah, The book is getting a lot of great reviews. I have a son, a 15-year-old son. How, is your, how old is your son? He's 19. Okay. It's A Better Man, a mostly serious letter to your son. You challenge the actual... Uh, you challenge the actual raising of boys. I mean, is it about just making the kids better people and not just macho men? And what to do when a cop pulls them over? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, it's it's definitely not like a parenting guide right. or a how-to guide. I mean, I'm not a great parent, you know. I'm <laughs> the best that I can, but yeah. you know, I'm, not, I'm not amazing at it, you know. Yeah. Um, it's more about thinking ways to think about being a guy, ways to think about how to enter the world as a young man. And, you know, it's not just for young men, but it, 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 it is addressed specifically to my son. But um, it, and, and just kind of reflecting on what I've learned over the years and the questions that I've had and my own anxieties and just be like, hey, maybe this can be helpful for you. How about the situation, like, uh, you know, we don't do what you do, but we're in, we're in the entertainment business. And when you're, is your kid interested in that? And does he see how dad made a living and wonders... Well, what do you know, Dad? This is what you do for a living. <laughs> I think every, I think every son looks at their father and goes, "Well, what do you know, Dad?" Yeah, Regardless good. of what what their occupation yeah, is. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, no, he's not particularly interested in the entertainment uh, industry. Well, I mean, he wants to be a video game designer. That's what he's going to school for now. Okay. So I guess that's entertainment, but yeah. but a different aspect of it. Yeah, right. Um, and, you know, and it's funny because I think about him as being like, oh, are you nuts? Like, how are you going to make a living as a video game designer? But then I'm like, wait a minute. I told my mom I was going to go be a, an actor. And right. It, it worked out. So, you know, God bless him. That's true. That's true. You can't really yell at him. Make sure you got to help get a nine to five right. job while you're out telling dick jokes. Do you, you address know? the difficulties of uh, <laughs> being on the road all the time and raising a son? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've been fortunate in that. I, although I do travel a lot, at least I used to before you know yeah. COVID. Mm-hmm. That um, when I would go out, I was rarely gone for more than two, three weeks at a time and then i would be home i could be home for a couple months at a time so my schedule was irregular but when i was here um it could be for a, a good long while so i never felt like i was neglecting my kids except on purpose when i didn't want to see their faces anymore <laughs> a better man a happens to fair amount yes a better a better man a mostly serious letter to my son by michael ian black michael ian black with us of course uh, what have you been doing during the uh the shutdown you, you bored oh. Oh, it's been oh, it's been busy around here. Yeah, I've been teaching myself guitar. I've been right. teaching myself piano. How's that I going? Took, uh, I took uh, oh badly on both. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know how to play any any chords at all before you picked up the guitar? Uh, not really. No. Okay. All right. And so it's it's coming very slowly for me. I don't I don't have agile fingers. Okay. Um. I knew how to play piano a little bit, and so I'm I'm getting better at that. Okay. I've been taking like online classes. I've been playing poker. Like I've just been, you know, I actually haven't been bored. In a lot of ways, it's been great. Other than, other than you know, worrying about losing my house, everything else has been great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the key. There's no no cash coming in for a lot of people, and that that's uh, especially entertainers. And we know a lot of comedians ourselves. Yeah, and in a normal world, you'd probably been out doing book signings, but, correct? Oh yeah, I'd be out on. I'd be all over the place right now for probably for you know the next several weeks, going all over the country doing book signings, and uh, that's just not happening. I mean, there's you know you can do virtual ones, but it's not it's not quite the same. We've been hearing there's been there's been some production picking up in California when it comes to TV and movies. Have you have you got anything online? Or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm supposed to host a, 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 a kind of a comedy game show. It's okay. been in the works for months and months and months, and. I, we, I just can't get a schedule for it because of this. So um, hopefully that happens. But, I, you know, I'm not convinced it will because, you know, it's weird. You know, they'll pick up a show, but then there's a delay which affects budgets, which affects the following year, and then suddenly you don't have a show. So I'm just in limbo. Did you write the book during the pandemic? I started it. No, it was, it was supposed to come out right at the beginning. It was supposed to come out uh, Father's Day. Okay. Um, but then but then the whole world shut down, and they were just like, let's, let's put this on hold. So I've been writing it over the last like year and a half, and it was done by the time the pandemic started. Excuse me if I don't know this, but is this your first book? It is my, well, I, I, uh, fourth or fifth. Okay. I'm not sure. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. So, you're uh, prolific. Yeah, you are. Hey, you're not, you're not, you're not a reader. That's okay. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I, I read, I read magazines and articles cause we got, we got to wake up and do this every day of morning. So that's pretty much, but actually I'm, in, I'm interested in this book. Cause I'm, I just read the synopsis and I read a lot of uh, great reviews about it. And, you know, I got a 15 year old son. I like to check it out, you know, and is this, is this something yeah. a, like a father and a son should both read? I would, you know, I think that would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you could get your 15-year-old to read it. Yeah, that's a good point. My 19-year-old, 
my 19-year-old, who I wrote it for, uh, hasn't read it yet. So. <laughs> that's so, that's, I forgot about that. You wrote it about him and for him, and he hasn't read it. <laughs> have, you done the, uh, have you done the audio book? No, not even that. He has. Actually, I, I take that back. A couple of days ago, he said he started reading it. Okay, I started uh, reading per, it. Yeah, probably out of guilt more than anything else, but that's all right. Guilt's a pretty good motivator from yeah. parent to child. Yeah. <laughs> are you buddies with uh, Bobcat Goldthwait? Because we are, yeah. too. And I yeah. seem to recall you were in his uh, Misfits and Monsters playing Satan. Mm-hmm. Oh, she wasn't that. Uh, yeah, I played. that's right. I played Satan, yeah. yeah. Uh, Bobcat's a, such a great guy. Yeah, he is. And, so, and such a good director and so smart. Yeah, he is. He is. Uh, Michael William Black with us, A Better Man, a mostly serious letter to my son, available now where you get your books, right? You know, where do you get your books nowadays? Yeah. Yeah, since I'm not a reader. Oh, online. <laughs> online. Bar- Barnes right. and Nobles has them online. All right. And uh you know, a really good a, a really good website if you want to support independent bookstores is yeah. bookshop.org and they're a coalition of independent bookstores and they'll they'll ship you your book from an independent bookstore near you. Yeah, just go to michaelianblack.org. It lists all the places you can buy his book. And follow Michael on, on Twitter, too. Is it just, I forget, I, have, I, I follow it. I just retweeted this morning. Is that my, Michael Ian Black? I'm pretty, pretty, pretty sure that's what it is. Yep. All right. Yep. Th- thank you, Michael. Good luck with the book. Let's talk again soon, man. Appreciate it. My pleasure. That was really fun. Thanks, guys. Take all care. right. Comb all your right. hair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's good. I always liked him. And this is the wrong yeah. room for anybody to be saying, comb your hair. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, he can look nice now. He's not yeah, on the radio. Or right. maybe he's going to another radio yeah, show. I so, guess yeah. Nick doesn't have a hat on today, yeah. but it, hat on. Uh, the got rest a, of us. Got a hat on. That's true. If your own son won't read the book, you know, of course. See, my, you wrote for him. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there's no way in hell my son would read that book. Yeah. I think it's an interesting topic, though. I think it's a great topic. I'm, I'm, right. I'm yeah. kind of yeah. intrigued by it. Yeah. My dad wrote me a book when I graduated high school. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It was just like a collection of like, oh, here's like work stuff, you know, like relationship stuff. Oh, like cool. Stuff he's like, don't drink so much. He's like, I've always, yeah. I've definitely not been the best example of this at times. <laughs> you should yeah. bring that in with you next time he's in the studio with us and we can go through that book. Yeah. Ch- chapter five, <laughs> yeah, how, to, how to date dudes. <laughs> so just bits of advice on yeah. the down low. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How to date dudes, dot, 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 and not have your mom find out. (laughs) Or your wife. wife. Slash wife. Well, it was addressed to Nick. Wife slash mom find out. That's the next addressed to Nick. How to date dudes. Have you uh, embraced any philosophies from that book? Well, not the dude part. You like Um, chicks. I've definitely fallen short. Like, there's like, hey, don't be late. I'm like, oops. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Now you tell me. (laughs) Yeah. No, he prefaced it by just like in the intro. He's like, I remember when I left for college, leaving my his parents were like, "Remember everything we told you." And he's like, then I realized I didn't couldn't remember anything that ever said. Also, you wrote it down. Ever so he's like, here's this. Yeah. Write it down. Yeah, I can't. If I handed my son a list of stuff right now, he'd just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'd be in the corner of his room, crumbled in a corner. <laughs> right. I don't even know what I would have. Just be like, hey, uh, yeah. clean your room. Yeah, yeah. Don't do coke. Yeah. After a certain age. <laughs> no, at all. Get married young. No. Just do all the opposite stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> stuff. Uh, yeah. That way, yeah. that way he'll do. He'll rebel and, and not do any of that stuff. There yeah. you go. Right. Yeah. So, kid said you just can't win. Like he said, 
you're no nobody thinks their parents are cool. My no. daughter's been giving me crap because I take my lunch to work. She's like, right. "You're an adult. You take your lunch to work." I'm like, "What the hell?" <laughs> like, there's like two people I work with that go out no. to like. There's not enough time. No, I like know. you realize how sad a half an hour lunch break is. It's <laughs> like rushing to the fast food restaurant. No, nobody, nobody thinks you're cool. I mean, your kids don't think you're cool. That's for sure. Oh, no. man, my, 11 years old, she's already starting to roll her eyes at me. Of course she's she like, is. Oh, yeah. really? We're already starting yeah. this? Really, puss? That's what she said. Yeah, that's about the time. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good title for a book. Really, puss? Don't do coke. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's some pretty sound advice. All right. And there really doesn't have to be any content after that. No, no. Just to cover, don't do coke. All right. Team of researchers at Brown University School of Public Health provided rapid-acting fentanyl test strips to young adult drug users at risk of overdose in their state of Rhode Island. They found that most of those young adults used the strips. Many of those who detected fentanyl reported changing their behavior to reduce overdose risk. That's what killed Tom Petty. So basically give him a taste. It's quicker, and you don't OD, right? If you know there's fentanyl in there, they are much more careful. Oh, I got it. As opposed if to not the, knowing and just if the people, to- yeah. All right. They said that the fentanyl test strips are an effective harm reduction tool to prevent overdose. They say everybody needs to be able to take care of themselves and make informed decisions about their health, whether they use drugs or not. Each single-use strip is dipped into water containing a bit of the drug residue, and after a minute, either one or two lines appear. One line means the liquid contains fentanyl, otherwise no. In this pilot study, half the participants who used the strips detected fentanyl in their drug supply. Of those, about half reported using smaller amounts. Still did it, though, Yeah, it's not stopping them. But it's smaller amounts. We're talking harm reduction here. That helps. You're right. So they so use smaller already, amounts. There are already addicts that did the test, right? Right. Got yeah, it. and they knew that. All right. Yeah, and that's the point. Get to people who are going can, to do this no matter what. Can you volunteer like you guys, or like Todd would just want to try it? Uh, no. I'm not an addict, but I'd like to try the test. No. So 45% reported using smaller amounts. 42% went more slowly when using. 39% used with someone else present who could call 911 in the case of an overdose. Some used multiple overdose-reducing strategy. A few reported just throwing away the drugs that had the fentanyl in it. That would be another way of harm reduction. Somebody just went, (gasps) (gasps) threw away the fentanyl. The whole bar. (laughs) The whole bar. Man, it's got to be tough to be that addicted to be right. like, "Oh, this could totally kill me." But I don't have do another it. supply. They were right. going to. Yeah, they were yeah. going to do it anyway. Hey, might as well get in the study. Yeah, any activity where you need a nine one one backup guy. Yeah, yeah, just in case. Mm-hmm. In case something goes wrong, you're on the nine one one call. They're calling this uh, an effective layer of protection, a cheap and effective layer of protection against known overdose risk. Kind of like using condoms to prevent sexually transmitted diseases. Yeah, I remember when they would give, uh, you know, uh, parents uh, that needle to to revive kids at OD on heroin. And they were like these asshat conservatives saying, that just lets kids do the heroin. 
no, it has parents save their kids because they're going to do the heroin anyway. Right. You know? Right. But they're out there. That's just uh, making kids say they could do the heroin. No. It's not encouraging heroin use. It's about parents saving their kids from dying. The best way I've always heard, though, to reduce the number of overdoses is you just don't count the blue states. Oh, that's right. (laughs) Yeah. That's right. It happens in a blue state. It really doesn't matter now, does it? Yeah, we have a president that doesn't represent the whole country. Yeah, said it out uh, loud yesterday. We all knew uh, it. We all knew it. There are no human beings that live in blue states. No. Mm -mm. None that matter. Well, yeah, you're right. Look at them. There's been a surge. Scumbags. There's been a surge in people buying guns since the coronavirus pandemic hit. This surge has flooded the FBI's background check system. What that means is there has been a spike in the number of delayed background checks. What that means is that this allows gun sales to proceed without a background check because it's got to get done in three days or the sale goes through. So if it's backed up, ah. Go ahead, you can have it. That seems like the. De- it's uh, probably fine. Seems like a design flaw in the system there, don't you think? Especially when you got yeah. one of Trump's boys actually saying, "We're going to start shooting if we lose." Does that vary from state to state? Because I've only had to go through a background check when I purchase a uh, handgun, like a rifle. You don't have to go through a background check. That may be true. Well, yeah, I'm unfamiliar I'm, I, with I, this. I guarantee it's it. It may be different from state, state to state. state. To state right, right. It may be. Yeah, I just don't know. Planning on shooting any fridges with this, sir? All right, go ahead. <laughs> we have to call your fridge if you're buying this. Anybody watch the Country Music Awards last night? Nope. No. No. <laughs> no. Because it sucks. I, I I can only assume. I did not watch it. Nah. I assume there's some country music fans out there who watch the Country oh, they Music listen. Awards. They listen. I did see a clip of it this morning on the news, and it was odd that it was in an empty Grand Ole Opry. Was it really? Great. That's but they, creepy. They put, like, individual lights in every seat, so when they cut to some wide shots, they could. it almost kind of looked like there was a crowd there. Got it. Because they had the, you know, different lighting and stuff. And I don't know. It was, But it was just an odd setup. Okay. Packer fan puzzled. After making a strange discovery, combing a local beach. Should have been doing that in the forest. Or raking it at That's least. That's right, raking yep. it. Yeah. Uh, he was comb- beach combing. 47-year-old Jimmy Senda was searching uh, the beach for random items when he found something wrapped in aluminum foil on the ground. He opened the package, discovered a brain inside. Whoa. If he was a true man. Packer fan, he probably put the brain back in his head, right? <laughs> <laughs> Along with the brain was some Chinese money and flowers. I saw the what? photo of the brain. It's, what? It's like you open this foil and there's actually a human brain human on the beach. Human brain? Oh on the God. beach. Right. Whoa. Police have sent the brain to the county medical examiner's office, but they don't believe that it's human. They think oh, it's a really? cat. Oh. But they're not sure. They're checking that out. Of course, Senda says a brain was about the last thing he expected to find by the water. Are they similar? I thought they used uh, cat brains in medical school. It looks like a, a human brain. Because there were similar similarities. I saw the photo. His brain was made of cheese, by the way, the Packer fan. Yeah. yeah. Swiss. With holes in it. <laughs> Wouldn't they be different sizes? Yeah, a, a cat's got a smaller head than a, a dude does. More great anatomy lessons with Tyler. It's <laughs> <laughs> like three this week, man. Yeah, well, Nick led me into that. I figured I'd teach you kids. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Packer fans don't only have cheese brains. What are they also Packer fans, Todd? What are they? Other fat. (laughs) (laughs) Cheese goes on the outside of the head. (laughs) They eat your brain. Right. Except for the brains. Those brains aren't fat. Michael Ian Black, a better man. Uh, It's a mostly serious letter to my son. His son just started reading that. (laughs) I love that. That was funny. Tomorrow, our buddy Jim Florentine is going to phone the program. Check out the, the ghost from Gettysburg on the... On the uh, social media. Yeah, I'm putting up the brain on the beach, too. And the brain on the beach. And, uh, yeah, wear a mask. Wear a mask or not getting your Husker football or your your Uh, Iowa football. That's right, Iowa's coming back, too. I forgot about the Hawkeyes, yeah. Or a face shield. Yeah. With an Andy Reid face shield. (laughs) Oh, by the way, they they found a way to defog his shield. What are they going to do? I don't know. Stop breathing? It was on PTI last night. Did they give you the details on how they're going to do it? No, it's some company that makes CPAP masks. So, uh, I don't know. They're crafting something for him, apparently. Will they get, uh, can they stop the bits of hot dog flying out of his mouth? Nothing you can do about that. (laughs) Go Chiefs. (laughs) See you tomorrow. You're listening to the Dodd and Tyler Radio Empire. Hey, it's Todd and Tyler. And thank you for listening to the podcast. Please take a second to tell us how much you like the podcast. And don't forget to comment. Thanks again. On to the next podcast episode.